welcome to the Feminist Coach Academy podcast, where inclusive feminism, business, and coaching meet. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the co-founders of the Feminist Coach Academy, Naomi Arnold and Cameron Aaron. We are feminist life and biz coaches, both passionate about helping coaches, therapists, helping professionals, practitioners, and entrepreneurs integrate a feminist lens and perspective into their businesses, life, and client practice. On this podcast, we plan to help you do so. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I am Cam and Nay is here with me. Hey, Nay. Hello. (laughs) So today we thought we'd come to you and talk about unlearning hustle culture. Because this is, you know, this is a thing, right? And I mean, it's very capitalistic and it definitely um, reinforces patriarchy and white supremacy and ableism. And it's something that we've been taught so much as entrepreneurs in the business world and to just any of us, yeah, that have an online business in particular and, and just hustle, hustle, hustle. It's so normalized, right, to do that. But we don't believe in that, and that's not aligned with our feminist values. However, that doesn't mean it's easy to unlearn, and we definitely can sometimes fall into that. And so we just want to talk about that, talk about the challenges of that, right? And as well as the changes that we've been trying to make to not do that. Yeah, where should we start? Where should we start? It's such a, a big one. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, and it's just so ingrained in us. I mean, we are taught, aren't we, to that if you work hard, if you're productive, that that will equal success, you know? Right. And it's just so ingrained in us that it can be really challenging to take those little grips off (laughs) and we're really conscious of it like we're actively trying to do the opposite and yet we still get lured back into into that hustle culture sometimes um so yeah maybe we start there we can talk about how we get lured back in sometimes yeah well we can start with some of the things we're actively doing maybe to yeah. To try not to, to begin with. <laughs> right. Well, I think yeah. it kind of starts f- with realizing that we have to incorporate care into our business model. Like it has mm. to be in the foundation of our business. And I think that's really one of the problems as, as to why, it, like if it's not in your foundation, it's going to be really hard for you to sustain unlearning hustle culture, right? So you really have to make care a part of your foundation of your business. And that looks different ways, right? So when you're feeling ill or fatigued or just need the time off, burnt out, whatever it is, like really listening to that, right? And really 
giving yourself that time and that rest, even if you have those voices that are telling you you should work or you're lazy or, you know, you feel awkward and weird because you feel like you should be working and you're not. And I will say that personally, I love the work I do. And a lot of times I want to do it, but there's times where my body says no. And so I have to kind of balance the want versus the need. So like my body actually needs the rest. It needs to not be on my computer or my phone working or or to be using the brain power of thinking about work. Um, it needs time away from that. And I know too that for me, that no matter how much I love something, it could be work, it could be a hobby, whatever it is. If I don't take breaks from it, I will burn out. <laughs> it's why it's like been, I take my weekends off of work always. And that's become a total habit for me. It's just like, like a have to, like it's a must because I do show up a Monday morning ready to go and fresher and more wanting, desiring to work. I actually love Mondays for a variety of reasons, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what you started with there around building it into care into your business model is just so important. I remember Lena West, our advisory board member and faculty member and coach. We, <laughs> we love <laughs> Lena so much that she's all the things. <laughs> um she said that to me, I think, in one of my first sessions with her, however many years ago. And hearing you say it again now has also, it's kind of helping me see with hindsight some of the ways that we have done that. So, you know, just yeah. thinking about things like our community guidelines, they're very clear about, you know, when you can expect to hear from us and when you won't and how we show up and, you know, how we take turns with managing uh, the community space and and things like that. You know, we have an autoresponder that, that says, hey, we're not here all the time. And, you know, we just have built in these different different kind of practices and use these different tools to support us so that we don't have to be hustling and on all the time. So I think, yeah, that is just so, is so important. Even our work hours. And I mean, we have the additional challenge of being business partners located on the opposite different side of the world to each yeah. other in different time zones. <laughs> and so our amount of waking hours, our wake hours together is not a lot, is it? So it's right. something wake we hours work too, with as well. Hours, right. So it's like we really mm. have a few hours a day where we're both awake and are within our work hours, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, we, we used to kind of give a lot more time and not have as much of a structure around when we work. But I mean, we realized that wasn't sustainable for us and needed more, you know, boundaries there and more downtime and more like, okay, because I would, you know, I would be like, get off my computer and then in the evening just be on my phone continue working and checking my email all the way till 10 p.m yeah. like wait why am I doing this yeah and I'd be waking up at like 5 30 6 a.m and the first thing I'm doing is checking my phone and like replying to emails and messages and voicemails yes. from you even though I know that's not what you expect of me you know you just right. you're just so conscious that 
we're only here for this little time together. And I guess that's an example of a a trap where we can fall into and and be lured back into hustle culture sometimes and where we both know that we don't want that. We know like roughly when you want to finish and be off, roughly when I want to try and not start (laughs) until and uh, just try to remind each other and support each other with that. Yeah. Yes. You feel it as you say. Yeah. I mean, even though it's shorter, I do feel that it's, it's working. Like, I mean, we still get, I mean, yeah, sometimes it feels like, oh, there's not enough time, but, but really like there is, there is time. And, and actually we do, you know, my guideline is like, after 6 p.m. I don't want to talk about work but I am happy to talk about what are you watching what are you reading yeah (laughs) like I want to stay friends you know I want to stay in contact in that way so it's like it for me and and some people's boundaries may not even be that I don't know but like yeah so I mean there is you know I still do feel connected to you Yes. Yeah. And I'm the same. I think because we're friends as well, we, that's something else we are conscious of, I guess, when we're thinking about when our on off times are and when something feels like hustling and something doesn't. So if we're just talking about, you know, a show that we're watching right now that, that feels different. It's also making me think that I haven't watched the recent episode of a show we're both watching. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I was going to ask you about that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, we're gonna have to so no spoilers <laughs> yeah okay that's right um okay <laughs> well we can't talk about it because we haven't watched it yet but well yeah I meant to actually I actually meant to message you last night and say oh my god <laughs> yeah. um okay <laughs> yeah so yeah so we'll so, talk about anyway, stuff like that yeah, obviously yeah. outside of those work hours but and we're we trying have- to be better about the rest right exactly and we have an agreement of like if something urgent comes through you know message us here but we realize most things are really not urgent <laughs> and and not just between us but just like when you know if we get an email from other people and our old inclination was to like respond right away, but we really have actually been training ourselves not to do that because it just creates that sense of urgency that actually is a characteristic of white supremacy. And I think it's a characteristic of capitalism as well. That's just like on now, do it now and always be on. And it's like, no, we need to, you know, have good boundaries for ourselves, but also us having good boundaries and displaying that or demonstrating that to other people helps other people, you know, teaches other people to have them as well. Yeah. And to show them that it'll be okay when you do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but we do, we yeah. did an episode last season where we talked more extensively about our boundaries in our business. So if you haven't listened to that, check that out. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we've been doing more of is well I haven't been doing it as much this year because of the pandemic and my living situation but Nay's been doing it more which I am really proud of them for and it is important to both of us is the importance of taking vacations and because you know when you think about like if you're employed for a company like and it depends on the company right like but I know in the U.S., a lot of 
something that is quite, is common is like six week vacation. Well, that's, I don't know if that's common. That's, I think that's more like the ideal or like the thing that, that employers are trying to get. But, you know, I sort of think, you know, and you, and being an entrepreneur, you can create whatever you want for yourself, right? You could have 12 vacations a year, or you could have whatever you want. But I think like, I don't think we even have six vacations a year. So it's like, okay, we need to like be more like, I want myself to be more conscious of that because I think that's so important and helps us to show up even more fully for the work that we do. Yeah, absolutely. And also we've been kind of re-examining and changing over time how many hours we work you know each day and also we've played with before how many days a week we might like to work with so taking long weekends sometimes and and things like that um do you know I'm looking forward to you going on a vacation yeah you're actually having one (laughs) I have one coming up have you noticed a difference in taking more vacations I have. We tend to go to the same place every time and that has felt really good as well this season in our lives. It's nice to go somewhere predictable that we know is just going to be really calm and soothing and relaxing. And yeah, the second I get there, I just feel this sense of relief just wash all over me and it's just so calming and wonderful. So yeah. I would go there every month if I could, if I could afford it. (laughs) I'd be taking a monthly vacation. (laughs) That's that's a goal. Hey, I mean, that's your goal. Why not, right? Yeah. And I guess I've got, you know, I've got a young one, so there's school holidays as well. So we try to be conscious of that when we're talking about business models and things too, that I can't be as... Well, I'm not as much anymore anyway as client-facing in weeks where I've got a young one running around at home saying he's hungry every 30 minutes. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so the work hours and type of work will look different in those weeks. So it's kind of being a bit more proactive hey, than with, our, with how we do things. We are currently accepting applications for our September 2021 intake. If you join now, you will get access to a 10-month payment plan instead of an eight-month payment plan. So if that interests you, then go to feministcoachacademycourses.com and fill out our application. We're also going to have a join in July special later in July. So if you want to stay tuned for that, then make sure you're on our interest list to be the first to know about our join in July special. Go to our website, feministcoachacademy.com to join our interest list or click the link in our episode notes. But if you want to get in on that 10 month payment plan instead of the eight month, then we encourage you to apply and enroll now. What about your experience with chronic fatigue and business? I know you want to say, share a little bit about that. Yeah, gosh. (laughs) Well, that, I mean, that goes into (laughs) the care, right? I mean, because it, yeah, I mean, we all, you know, 
this is where ableism really comes into hustle culture, right? It's not, it's, it's not, hustle culture is not something that disabled people can really participate in, right? And, or they can, but it's not sustainable and it's, it's not good for us and our bodies, right? So it's like really paying attention to, you know, how, what we're taught about hustle culture does play into ableism and not caring for ourselves or each other. Yes. I think that is another example for me where hustle culture had lured me back in a little bit. Well, a lot of it, actually. I have you know, historically been someone who can be very, could get a lot done in a short amount of time. And as my health started to change, I think without realizing it, I kept expecting that of myself. And I kept searching for, I guess, a fix so I could go back to like what things were before. And I remember a specific group call actually with Stacey Jordan Shelton, who's a faculty member at FCA, in one of her programs where she said something along the lines to me of, you know, what, what if you stop being ableist to yourself there and what if you took an approach where you were more accepting that this is how things are now? What changes would you make uh, to take care of yourself in an ongoing way? And just having it phrased that way made me realize that I was still, you know, falling into hustle culture habits and it helped me re-examine some things. So like having less evening calls, less clients, uh, more less client-facing things, which I was moving toward anyway, but it helped me accept it and let it go and, and do less of that. I've also been, I think, on disc- this is more on the coaching side of things. It doesn't apply so much to FCA, but I will just be more upfront about, about it, say that I have chronic fatigue and chronic illness. So I do reschedule sometimes depending on how I'm feeling and my clients are fine with that. So it makes me feel better though when <laughs> it comes to a time where I need to reschedule. And yeah, no, I've thought often and I haven't done it before about, again, when you're looking at business models, looking at my like coaching agreements and contracts and I can think of how ableist they are as well. And, and have thought often that going in there and tweaking some of that to be more aligned would, would be good too. So, yeah, and I'm lucky that I have someone who's as supportive as you are too, who will hold, you know, who will nudge me <laughs> when needed <laughs> and who is very supportive when I just say I'm not feeling great today so I'm not going to be doing as much as I initially hoped or if we're looking at deadlines and we're, and we're like do we really need to have that done by then? Right. Or is that like a self-set deadline that we're pushing ourselves a bit before? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I, this does tie into sense of urgency as well, because like we used to be much more, like you said, like getting a lot done in a very short period of time and just go, go, go. And because we're not doing that nearly as much anymore, there is a slower pace that we have. And so things do take a little slower to get done, but it's like, that's okay. (laughs) Actually, this isn't urgent and we can go slower. 
Like, and that's what we need. That's what we need. Yeah. So I think like really going back to like, okay, this is not urgent. This is not, you know, and yeah, if we, if we set a deadline for ourselves, and if we need to reassess that deadline, because we're not feeling like we can really, you know, do that, then that's okay. We reassess and yeah, it's okay mm. to change deadlines, right? It's okay to mm. push things back. It's okay. Well, we, we, yeah. We recently did that, didn't we, with the uh, our latest freebie, the break, breaking free from the box. Yes. Around the personality tests and tools, we had a, a, a deadline that we'd set for ourselves for when we wanted to release that. And you don't always factor in, even if you do, you don't factor in the extent of just how much time is is needed to do all the different elements of something so in theory doing this freebie sounded like something we could do quite quickly we had already done the recording with Lena West and Sharon Holmes and had this great discussion with the four of us and we're like okay now we just got to get it ready to put it out there (laughs) set this deadline and (laughs) and then we got feedback from Lena and and then I start, you know, we started noticing other changes we could make. And it was like, actually, we're not ready to put this out there yet. And so we needed another week or or more. And and that, that yeah. was okay. It's like, well, yeah, there's no reason why we have to have a deadline for this, really. No, it wasn't urgent. It felt important, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't urgent. Yeah. Right. And we were just so excited about it. It was another example of sometimes when you're just loving what you're doing and yes. what what is being created and when you just know something is really good and you just want to put it out there already. Exactly. And, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> patient. I know. We're like, oh, we just really want to share this. But good, yeah. good things do take time to create and thoughtful things. You know, we, we like to be thoughtful. Yeah. So, yeah, that does take time. But that freebie, just FYI, is called Break Free from the Box. And it's about how oppression and colonization plays into what we've been taught about different diagnostics, like different personality tests and assessments and those kinds of things that we've been taught to take in the coaching world and the business world. So if you haven't checked it out yet, you can go to our website feministcoachacademy.com and you can find it under our free resources that's one of our faves so highly highly recommend but yeah Yeah. i think the last thing we want to share here is like how we work that we love doing and how we kind of incorporate that into our care a business model and like we really try to play into our strengths and what we really genuinely enjoy doing. And thankfully, we do enjoy doing different things because I think if we enjoyed only enjoyed doing the same things, then the things that we didn't enjoy wouldn't really get done. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's always we'd be fighting over the I want to yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, no, exactly. I want to do it. <laughs> it's it's like the the house chores. I don't want to clean the bathroom. I don't want to clean the bathroom. You know, so it's like. <laughs> We do have some of those, not that we like, I don't know, is there anything that we hate doing? I don't know if there's anything we hate doing. There's things that we don't enjoy or love, but yeah, I don't know that there's anything that we're like, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah. But an example of things that, so for example, with me and increasingly as my like health and flare-ups and, and things are so unpredictable, I find it stressful at the moment to host calls and I worry about, you know, what if I wake up that day and I've got a migraine and I need to cancel a group call at the last minute. And even though it's not a big deal, that just the accumulation of that with calls and with potentially showing up just not feeling great adds additional stress. So I'm kind of in a phase where I'm not doing as much client-facing stuff and I like doing behind-the-scenes things. I love creating things and, you know, working with frameworks and templates and setting things up like that. So, you know, for me at the moment, not hustling means leaning into that type of work. And uh, thankfully, Cam doesn't mind doing that client-facing stuff at the moment. And we go through seasons, so that might change in the future. But we're lucky with the collaboration that we can talk to each other about what feels like hustling and at the moment in terms of specific tasks and type work and how we can share or work through that together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And I, I have been enjoying facilitating the calls and seeing our members faces and connecting with them in that way. So, I mean, it does mean that I be, I become a little more visible to folks than Mm -hmm. nay. So but just so everyone knows, it's 50-50 here in this partnership. <laughs> they is doing just as much work, even if you don't see them. It's physically. just like in person at a party. I'm hiding in the corner somewhere. <laughs> there. For me, it depends on the party. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I love that we are so, we complete each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we complete each other in, the, in regards to roles and tasks. Yes. And there are things. So, you know, as we grow and expand and we have some more capital, uh, you know, there are things that part of hustling less will mean outsourcing more. We're not in a position where we can do a lot of that at the moment. But we definitely, you know, we're watching those tasks that we aren't loving so much. Right. And and dreaming of the day where we can get some support there with someone who does love doing that. Exactly. That's the thing that excites them. Yeah. We definitely want to hire out more in the future. We are, we are talking about what we want to prioritize in terms of outsourcing and, and it's exciting to think about that. Yeah. Well, I think that concludes this episode for now. Um, but we would love to hear from you about ways that you are ditching hustle culture or trying to challenges, changes that you've made. You can let us know on our social media, Instagram at Feminist Coach Academy, or we're also on Facebook. If you're on there, just leave a comment on the episode post. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And yeah, if you're interested in joining our training in our community, we would love to have you go to feministcoachacademycourses.com and check it out. And you can find out all the information there about what is involved and apply. Join us. I promise I'll support you from behind the, <laughs> behind the, not on the pools. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
they usually just come to the welcome calls but yes i do i do all right everyone stay safe and thinking of you and talk to you soon Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And if you're interested in our certification training and getting certified in feminist coach theory and learning how to integrate an inclusive feminist awareness and analysis of practice into your work with your clients and your business, please go to feministcoachacademycourses.com to learn all about our certification training and to enroll now for our next intake. We are accepting enrollments for our next intake, and we would love to have you join us. Also, go to our website, feministcoachacademy.com, to grab more of our free resources and to listen to other podcast episodes. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast in iTunes or Spotify, and that you're following us on social media at Feminist Coach Academy on Instagram and Facebook. And if you love our podcast, we would love it if you would rate and write us a review in iTunes. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Have a joyful rest of your day.